Welcome to the Cool Times Podcast. In this show, business and life partners, Vince and Jenna Free, explore all things cool about the cold storage industry. Hear from industry insiders as they share their cool stories in one of the fastest growing industries today. Here are your hosts, Vince and Jenna Free. Well, we are back for 2024 Cool Times Podcast, mm-hmm. and uh, we are so stoked for this year. Jen and I put a, a awesome guest list together for the year. We have amazing sponsorships, and 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 they're still coming in. Uh, yes. Jamison Thank Door Company, Versafoam, Rytec. Applied Fabricators. Vapor Armor. Mm-hmm. Who are we missing? I don't know. Well, thank you guys so yeah. much. Thank you to all our sponsors. This show in particular, uh, Jamison Door Company, Versa Foam. You guys got our back on this episode, and we appreciate everyone that lists. And throughout the, has it been two years? Yeah. Are we on year three? This is year three. Wow. Year three of the podcast. We kicked off the 2024 <laughs> podcast with a performance mindset coach, Joe Jardine. Mm-hmm. And I encourage everybody to go back and listen to that episode because he has such good performance mindset tips mm-hmm. of just crushing 2024. So, yeah. um, so let's start crushing it. Yeah. And we are officially kicking off 2024 with my boy, Peter Gaffredo. 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 I'm going to get, I'm going to get that. Nice, this nice year. Irish boy, you know? Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I'll, I'll get that. I'll get that, Peter. Well, Vice President of Operations, Frazier, man, you guys are killing it out there. Frazier is on a lot of the jobs that we at Freeze Construction are on. Your racking systems are- We see that color everywhere. Top of the line. We see it everywhere. see the logo and we see you. Yeah. Dude, we, I got to run into you at in California. What was it? Yeah. Florida, Cali. Is Cali? I don't know. Both. We travel a lot. We did Florida and, and Cali and Arizona. Yes. Yeah. It, we were it, there too. Yeah. We were everywhere, but yeah. I had a chance to like, actually like have a cocktail with you and just mm-hmm. chat for like the first time ever. And we've been doing this, I feel like in the industry forever. So it was really good to get to know you. And then I'm like, dude, Peter, you need to get on this podcast, man. Yes, you got an you awesome story. Your company's yeah. awesome. Like let's chat. Yeah. And here we are. Here we are. So yeah, Peter, tell us, that. yeah. Tell us yes, something about yourself. Tell our listeners. Tell us about yourself, my guy. Sure. Sure. So Peter Gafredo, as he said, and uh, you know I'm a I'm a material handling lifer, an official rack geek. Okay, so <laughs> like I get the biggest kick out of of what I what I do for a living every day, and that doesn't mean it's you know rainbows and and lollipop forests or anything like right, that. Right, right. You know, there's a there's a, especially in operations, right? There's a there's a fire every day. Right? Of course, so I run around putting those out with with a great a great staff and a great project management team, engineering team, and et cetera. But, you know, the, the industry is, is so unique, right? And, you know, Frazier is in all of it. Yeah, 75, sure. 75 years ago, Don Frazier started this company in his garage, right? Uh, making racking out of, out of, you know, light gauge pipe. And, you know, the, the industry has just grown into this, this massive important part of our everyday society, right? I mean, oh yeah, sure. Who, who said supply chain before the pandemic? <laughs> like no one yeah. knew what that was. I know, I know, no one. Right? I mean, it was a um it put us on the map, right? You'd go into mm-hmm. a bar and meet somebody, hey, what do you do? And you're you know, you sort of roll your eyes and say, Oh God, how, how do I explain 
rack and who cares? You know, nobody cares. You, you go to the supermarket and there's food, right? And right. You order something online and it shows up. It's just when it doesn't show Gosh. up and there's not any food, you know, people started to go, what's what's going on? You know, this this thing, this supply chain is broken. How do we fix that? Oh, yeah. You know, since COVID, that's just led to a huge explosion here. And, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, we've doubled in size since since 2019. Wow, that's amazing. Wow. And for, you know, when you're around 70 years and, and you've had, you know, pretty steady but precipitous growth to have an explosion of, of doubling in, mm -hmm. in three years, four years has really been something. And it's put it's put a big uh, a big strain, if you will, on on our ability to, to get our hands on good people and retain good people. Mm -hmm. and. And, and all while servicing the market because our exposure is, is so varied, right? We're in everything. Uh, our biggest okay. markets, right? biggest markets, food, food service, grocery, and cold storage, right? Which we're talking about today. Yep. And we're, we're the heaviest ones in those, in those markets because of the product we make. And we'll talk about that as, as we get going, but sure. You know, those markets have exploded and um, we've sort of rode the wave, you know, rode the mm -hmm. wave. Sure. That's such a challenge to double in, in size in that short amount of time. So I heard you say like finding the right people, which I think a lot of our listeners can relate to. I know we as business owners can also relate to that. Were there other, are there other challenges that kind of massive growth has, you know, brought to Frasier? Absolutely. You know, we, we have manufacturing facilities, 10 of them spread throughout us, seven in the U S two in Mexico, one in Canada. Okay. So we have the ability to bring our product line from vast places to hit markets and be strategic and efficient with freight costs, et cetera. The problem with that is you have 10 different demographics, 10 different sets of workforce, sets of management, sets of tooling and machining, right? Uh -huh. That you need to get replacement parts from this supply chain that's been, you know, disrupted or broken. So each one of those comes with these unique challenges. And in some cases, we're looking for new machining because the tooling is is breaking down or is past its life cycle. Another place, we can't keep good management. Another we have a great workforce and a backlog of workers, can't keep good management. Another mm -hmm. place, we have great management, can't find welders. So, you know, that leads you to all these different solutions to overcome these challenges. You know, is it, okay, well, how do I get by the worker force? I can't find welders. Okay, let's go out and... Let's start investing in automation, you know, automated welding, automated punching, those kinds wow. of lines, right? Wow, yeah. So I was going to ask you, Peter, where you guys, where are, where is your corporate? How many manufacturing locations do you have? Can you, can you give us some, some location and, and size of that? Absolutely. So we're we're located in a sleepy little bed and breakfast town called Long Valley, New Jersey. So awesome, North Central New Jersey. Is that where you live? No, I live in Eastern Pennsylvania, like right south of the Poconos. Yeah, I got you. Okay. Right on. Awesome. Which, like, you know, the old honeymoon place. I, I've heard people say, is the Poconos really a thing? Yeah, it's really a thing. It's a big <laughs> Totally. Story. We were there. We've been to the Poconos. We, yeah, we went there because we did the all-weather plant tour at their new line they they built. Yeah, they put a facility there. Where did mm -hmm. they put that in, in Pennsylvania? In Pennsylvania. No, you don't know the city? In Pennsylvania. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, Pennsylvania gets a bad rap sometimes, you know. But it's uh, a beautiful, it, a great time. Pennsylvania is ginormous, and it is a beautiful state. And we're doing a lot of work up there right now, and and it's, it's beautiful. It is, it's ginormous, and right, and it's 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 got you know Philly on the east side. You have Pittsburgh on the west. Those are but do you really cool. claim Philly? I mean, do you? I claim Philly. I'm a Philly guy. 
I'm a Philly guy for sure. So we hate each other in all things sports. Yes, most likely. Yes. <laughs> yes, I'm a Philly guy through and through. But Philly, Pittsburgh, totally opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah, and then, you know, yeah. in the middle is Harrisburg, which is where our, you know, state governments are. But, and then in between that, farms. And, yes. and lots of them, right? Yes. Uh, so big, long state, five hours from one side to the other, for sure. Wow. Oh, yeah. For sure. So, so corporate in a small town in New Jersey, and then yeah, you're, you're, we don't belong. Our smallest, our <laughs> smallest plant is attached to the office here. Don Frazier, original owner. And then Bill yep. Shark, who's our current owner. He makes his, he makes his home here. And this is our f- smallest facility. We're doing about, I don't know, 1.3 to 1.4 million pounds. It's our oldest wow. market as we originated here. But by comparison, our facility in South Carolina, Tennessee, Idaho, those are those are four million, five million pound plants. Wow. So wow. Four and five times the size. So, so you're make you're shipping this, you're shipping racking coast to coast. Oh yeah. Twenty five million pounds a month of of racking. Yeah, you're you guys are you're shipping this racking coast to coast, just United States? No, Canada, Mexico, the island chains, Alaska, Hawaii, and you know, in our in our uh, automated side of the company, right? So Fraser's kind of broken up. And we'll get into that in a second here, but we have our our ASRS division, okay, mm-hmm. our automated storage and retrieval systems, mm-hmm. and then our our standard products, our more traditional manual warehouse rackings. Got and it. you know, I want to go international with those automated facilities. I think wow. you know that's a part of the that's a part of the company that I have responsibility over. It's bigger than most of our competitors are in the standard product side of things. So mm-hmm. it's a subsidiary company, but heck, it's a pretty big one. And okay. those are the things you see me post on LinkedIn, all those oh, pictures. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so amazed by the stuff we can do, both design and implementation wise. So with the automation, are, are y'all responsible for all the controls within the racking for the automation where like, you know, an auto pick comes and, and drops off a pallet? Are you guys doing the controls where once it hits that little conveyor in the rack, is it moving it and somehow counting it? So no, we're doing this, the the steel support for all of that automation you just mentioned. Got it. And what, what kind of separates us is our ability to understand that dynamic, Yeah. how those conveyor systems are working, how those sorters are working, how the cranes, how the software is going to deal with the product. We involve ourselves in in throughput and skew count and pick faces, all these material handling terms that, mm-hmm. you know, integrators typically handle, which are handling all those controls, as you mentioned. But Fraser involves ourselves so much in that because that again, so we got to set the right separate ourselves somehow. Yeah. And yeah. and our products one, but our knowledge on that is important because it'll help us design the right solution, right? Those a warehouse is filled up with with racking, all dependent upon your product, how much it weighs, how fast it moves, its dimensions, its 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 variety, how many different products do you have? You know, are you a supermarket with 3,000 items or are you a bottled water supplier with four items, right? Sure. Interesting. So all Makes of that, sense. we design these solutions around how people are going to touch it, unit method area. What's the area? What are you handling it with? And what's the unit that we're handling, right? So that's a really complex sort of look at things. You can make, you can simplify it. You could fill a, a manual warehouse up with just traditional pallet racking that gives you the most flexibility, but you might miss out on an opportunity to take advantage of, of density, right? You know, think of your pantry at home, right? I love this one. 
is a great example. You walk in well, my pantry is a disaster, but you walk <laughs> well, you have three kids. Come on. Oh, uh, yes. And yeah, <laughs> snacks they, they everywhere. And they're at that age where they just walk in and just terrorize. Oh, yeah. yeah. And their friends, more friends, their friends walk in and take whatever they <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. So, you know, you don't want to put your chips in front of the corn, in front of the beans, in front of the nuts. Right. You want to you want to be able to have all those things at your fingertips. Right? right. But if you only ate chips, well, heck, put the chips in front of the chips in front of the chips. Right. Because it's all the same. Just make sure the, the one that's going to expire first is up front. Right? Yeah. Right. So those are the sense. those are the nuances. Right. A rack. That's where the rack geek part. Kind of sure. Comes. That's crazy. It sounds to me like it doesn't make sense for you guys to go to market to the general contractors because it's probably already too late in the job. You guys, I guess, how do you go to market for all of our listeners? Like, Great question. Great question. So Frazier is exposed to a variety of ways of, of, of getting business, right? We deal with warehouse dealers who are selling fork trucks and signage and dock equipment. That's probably our lowest exposure. Our highest exposure really is to the end, the end users, the operators, mm-hmm. right? The the Karis Colds of the world, the Norams of the world. We're selling direct right to them. Sure. We'll work certainly with general contractors who might be developing a property and they want to fill a warehouse up with rack and lease that property to a to somebody okay. in particular. Sure. Or if it's those automated facilities, a lot of cases now end users are giving the responsibility over the rack supported building to the the general contractor historically used to be they would give that to the integrator so that the company doing the software and handling the 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 cranes and the the devices that are moving the pallets but they seem to migrate towards the gcs lately and a lot of the gcs are getting into the let's call it the integrator space where you know they've said hey Let's, we can go out and hire a software company. We can hire a company that does conveyors and does cranes and does rack and, and we'll put it all together. And that's a real, that's a real challenge. So, but you see a lot of companies starting to get into that. So we'll deal with them too. GCs, consultants, warehouse consultants who are doing the design of the rack layout and users and, uh, and dealers are, are our biggest points where rack comes from. Wow. How long have you been in this industry? Like how long have you been with, did you start with Frazier? Like, tell us a little bit about that. Well, love to. So right out of college, I was, you know, 21. I had a brother that was employed or actually in the position that I'm in. And he's no longer with, I actually lost him during COVID. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry to say. Yeah. He had uh, the COVID, COVID pneumonia in uh, March of, of 21. And uh, that was tough. You know, I come yeah. from a, a big Italian family, real close, you know, our, our culture, our religion, we're Catholic. It's, it's just a big get together yeah, every yeah, Sunday. Yeah. It, it was tough. You know, he was a mentor of mine. He had left the industry in 2011 okay. uh, for some for new opportunities. So I kind of remained. So I've been here since I'm 21 years old, but you know, that was a mentor of mine for the first half of my career. And that's how I got in. I, I pestered him for a job. I graduated civil engineering and you know, I wanted to go work for like a Turner Construction, one of the bigger outfits that for I sure. And I teased him, I'm like, dude, what about what about let's get a job going here? Like, you know, kid needs to make a few bucks. And he's like, you know, call me, you know, call call Carlos, who's our our president, Carlos Oliver. And I did, and I had known Carlos him. is a beauty, by the way. 
He is, right? Is he's he, a he's a beauty. I, I don't know if there's shoes, if those shoes I can ever step into. There, he wears a double D number, you know, a double E, whatever those size on the width. Yeah. So the, the wide foot. The wide foot. But I'm gonna try to step into those shoes hopefully one day. He's the best. He's forgotten more about this business than, than most of us will know. And mm. and been great leadership for the company uh through this through this last uh, 40 years he's been here so yeah and and let me speak to that because i've have not shared more than 5 minutes of a conversation with that guy but every yeah. time i see him he comes up to me and says hi to me yeah like we've been brothers from another mother for years yeah. and that guy is yeah. just absolutely just always just shining oh, light thank you thank you. thank you he loves a great the leader too. yeah great leader. great leader he does he loves I know that one of the prep, one of the questions we talked about saw was, you know, what what do you like about the cold storage industry? How does it different? It's boy, what a little family, right? What a little big family it, it is. And I can look at it from, you know, we're heavily into dry produce, dry or dry goods. I'm into beverage. We're into retail goods, right? And each one of those markets has their own version of the GCCA or, or C, but they they have okay. some. Mm-hmm. Sure. Nothing, nothing is like the cold storage industry as far oh, as yeah. these people that get together and you know everybody's spouse you know about their kids you know about their business what they have coming up that you know about their golf game you know about what they yeah, like to do yeah. in the pool right i mean it's and and you get to you get to really interact with the people in the industry i mean i remember when i first you know met you two or, or, or knew of you two was you know you were given a speech at siba you i think you were the you were the chair right at sure yeah. Yeah. yeah i was chair that's like, chairman oh you're a husband awesome jenna's awesome right like he's up there he's got his shirt out he's got his blazer on he has his spiked hair and i'm like <laughs> oh like that cat's cool look at that guy you know i had no idea it was my first steva and i'm going what oh god i go i got to tell my wife, i go to a convention this week you know how much fun is this cold <laughs> storage convention but dude it was a blast a total blast and then you know we're we're all on the gut there's another we were all teeing off on the first hole and I had rented clubs and I actually hit one straight. And I remember you yelling at me like, dude, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing hitting it straight? Like, are you, like, who's this guy? Like, <laughs> hitting the ball. Like, can you actually play? You know? <laughs> but oh, what, yeah. a, what a great industry. It is a close knit type of family in cold storage. We talk about it every day. Yeah. It's interesting to have you say that because I feel like we have had that theme throughout since we've started this, talking to people about it. And I've always wondered like, is that how other people feel about their industries? And I'm sure there are others like this one, but to hear you kind of say like, oh, we we work in this one and this one and this one, and there's nothing like it, like that there is something, I don't know, special going on, I guess. I can, you know, I've never gone to the tech shows or, you know, some of those other ones, but I can tell you that because of those other markets that we're in, right, we're, we're very varied in what Fraser's product is. And I'll explain that a little bit, but there's not that there's not a there's not an organization that I've experienced in the you know bevs and the dry storage and the retails and that has that that type of unique interaction amongst not just the end users right I mean mm-hmm. it's cool you know I remember I, I was in a golf the golf the last one I, I forget which one one where it was really hot where was that that was Arizona right uh, yeah that was really hot yeah. everyone quit after like 14 to yeah. 16 so- holes they were like we're done so listen to this. So my wife, who, you know, my wife and I, she's, we, our interactions a lot like, like you two, right? She's outgoing. She likes to have a good time. Uh, she's a physical therapist, but she's, I mean, she's just the, 
she's certainly not a wallflower. Okay. Well, like myself. So, you know, she's meeting everybody. We were out at that one and we're out by the lazy river and she got to be kind of buddies with, with Marco, you know, Jaletovich. Oh, oh yeah. Marco Jaletovich. Not become buddies with Marco. Well, I'm Marco, right? of course. So they're, they're, you know, they got everybody in the lazy river and they're going around, I guess at one point, Marco's, you know, meeting them at the corner with buckets of beers. Yeah. And she's like, Yo, yeah. Marco, hit us again. I'm, I'm hearing all this while we're on the course. And, you know, she's taking pictures of, you know, like her feet crossed on the thing. And she's like, you know, it, it sucks there. Why, why didn't you come here? Like, have your meetings in the pool. Like, what are you doing out I there? I know. Dude, I know. And she took pictures of guys as they would roll in, right? Like when this next guy rolled in and she'd circle him. She's like, there's, there's at least 40 guys who quit. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, yeah. I was a quitter that yeah, day. Yeah, you did quit that day. <laughs> well, we had an early dinner reservation and I wanted to make it because it was a fantastic Mexican restaurant. It was incredible. It was really good. You have a it was lot a, of work to do with your hair, though, Vince, right? I mean, there's yeah. a lot that you do. That's that's not. It takes me roughly 20 to 25 minutes to get it done. You know what I mean? Like, you know, uh, you know, no, being I, from don't. New, no yeah. I don't know what you mean. No, I don't. I have no, no idea. But, but I want to see a picture of you 20 years ago. All right. Because I bet it, you had some great flow. It wasn't bad. It was nice and flowy. It's just like it was here today, gone tomorrow kind of thing. <laughs> I love it. I'm a nerd when it comes to this stuff. And I love to learn this stuff. So, you yep. know, I talked about how you guys go to market. But how early in a project does Fraser have to get involved on a project? And a second question to that would be, you know, when Fraser does get involved on a project, you have so many variables you guys have to choose from and, and ask questions. I mean, I'm assuming you got to know, you know, how heavy is the product? How tall are we going? Is there a, an in-rack sprinkler system involved? Like, you know, what, how deep are we going with these? Like this... Uh, very, very, very a lot for me right now to think about all this stuff you guys have to talk about. Yeah, and no, a great, great question. And you know, the, the the short answer is we get brought in at every stage of the life cycle. But you know, okay. in a lot of cases where you know, let's take Noram. Noram's a, a longtime Fraser customer. You know, yep. Noram yep. will come and say, "Hey, we're expanding in in Lamar's Iowa, Dodge City, Kansas." There you go. That God, was our first, that was Freeze Construction's first project. That's, yes, it was. Let's go. There you go. Let's beautifully. Go. Well, panels were beautifully done. I thought Dodge they were City, baby. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, they they were lined in gold almost. Oh they, yes, they were, they were. I even put some uh, sparkles on them. Yeah, yeah. That's that's really nice. That's good thinking. It's good marketing. <laughs> nah, so they'll come and say, "Hey, we're expanding. Here's what we want to do." They're out trying to secure contracts too, right? Oh, sure. Do they have an anchor tenant? Or are they going to build for general cold storage, right? That's okay. Those are two big questions. And and how varied is that tenant offerings, product offerings, right? So they they came back with, you know, we did a huge pallet mold system for us. So pallet mold and some of the pictures that are rolling behind me, you know, pallet mold is Fraser's version of a, of a little automation. So we're taking advantage of density with a pallet mold, for example. There's one right there. Yeah. Okay. So as you can see, bottled water is deep as we can get it. Yeah. Okay. Short, you know, no shelf life on bottled water, right? And it's limited uh, varieties, right? You have mm -hmm. bottles that are, you know, 16 ounce bottles, eight ounce bottles, those little shooter bottles, you know, the mm -hmm. big jugs. Those are all different SKUs, but for the most part, right? The the, the 16 ounce is the one that mm -hmm. sells. So they'll come to us, tell us all about what they're going to store. We'll make a recommendation for a place like Norium. They bought that system. Why? Because they had this low SKU count. They weren't necessarily cycling that every day you know okay. dry goods 
you put something on the shelf in the morning, it's gone by lunch. Wow. Cold storage, right? It's, it sits there for a little bit, right? They monetize sure. the rent, right? They, they, how long that product sits there, they monetize that. So mm -hmm. not a lot of turns. So they needed density because they had a, 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 a lower skew count. Stuff was sitting there, 30-day turns, that kind of a thing. Yeah. Maybe a longer, 60-day turns. We'll pack it in there with density. So in that particular case, we're developing that solution early on when they're just buying a piece of property because we want to tell them, okay, size your building this. You need this much square footage to store 30,000 pallets in that manner. You need X amount of square footage. There'll be other ones where there's a consultant involved or the end user has a team. You know, think of a think of an Americold. Okay. Americold mm -hmm. has a great team of people within those walls that are designing those solutions, whether it's a standard product type racking, you know, manual, manually operated or their automated retrieval business, which we support both sides of that. They're coming to us with, hey, we want to tackle it with this solution or one of these two price up both for us and let's see what's what's cheaper. So, you know, Cisco Food Service is another one on the dry side that has that kind of capability. There's a lot of companies that do. Or you're going to a, a consultant, end user goes to a consultant, they help them develop the solution, then the consultant puts that out for bid, right? They'll go out to the different rack houses and, and we'll bid on, you know, a project that way. But, you know, 80% of our business, I'm sure a lot like you, is is really re is repeat business, right? Sure. We, yeah. we want to develop those relationships with end users so they keep coming back. Um, sure. You know, we we do do one-off jobs for sure, <laughs> mm -hmm. but... Our, mm -hmm. our idea is, is let's grow. Let's grow. Man, Peter, you push us a lot in the field, man. I got to tell you, every job I'm on, you're on it. It's like, hey, man, the racking's got to start in this day and it's coming in here and we're doing this. And I'm like, so we need to finish all this stuff before he starts that. And and you guys push us, man. Yeah, yeah. No, you push right. us. We're going to keep trying. And every trying. now and again, I'm like, can you just tell them, like, start like a week or two later. That'd be great. <laughs> Listen, they're, they're all over me for schedule. All over me for schedule. Oh, yeah, dude. It's, can't oh, store yeah. the turkeys. We laugh, we laugh that I know turkeys are coming, man. Right. That's what they said. The frozen turkeys are coming. And if you're not <laughs> mm -hmm. done, you know, you can't store anything. So it's, uh, it's challenging. Challenging. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, what's something that surprised you about the cold storage industry? So I mentioned, I mentioned that close knit part of it. You know, I think the, the, the part that's been amazing, especially since COVID is, is how big that market has gotten. Yeah. You know, I think, you know, it, I have some personal opinions, but a little bit of a, a, a private equity came in. I think they, they needed a place to park money, you know, and say, well, sure. gee, interest rates were, were low. And, you know, this cold storage business, boy, it's they're really doing well. Let's let's uh, let's get involved. So I think they went out and, and they got their hands on, you know, cold storage uh, lifers, maybe second, third and fourth down the line on some of the bigger houses and said, Let's go build 25 buildings and 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 see what happens. You know, we'll operate them for a period of time and maybe maybe flip them in the years to come. But I guess the biggest surprise is the the absolute growth that that's gone on mm -hmm. in the last couple of years. Yeah. Do you on your end of things, do you guys anticipate that growth to continue for cold storage and even maybe some of your other industries? Are you seeing any change? Yeah, it's not great questions. We carried a healthy backlog into 24. So I think anything that goes on, you know, this year going sideways or down will really be a 25 type um, yeah. realization. But yep. I think the explosive part of the growth, I think we're past. It's much more steady at this point, a steady stream yeah. of business versus 
you know, all these opportunities that we had in front of us and us Fraser's motto over, over 75 years, don't ever turn work away. Right. Right. Never. <laughs> Is that on your website? It'll be fine. Yeah. Is it's right there under Fraser, right? It's on ours. It's right under. Um, That's ours but, too. We'll figure it out. <laughs> figure it out. You know, overbook, it'll be fine. But not. Nah, I mean, it, it, it's been a, a much more reasonable request. I think lead times for, for items Mm-hmm. Um, have normalized mm-hmm. to some degree. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think so many people were worried about the price of steel was so was fluctuating so crazy. They weren't sure if they could get rack. Fork trucks were deliveries were out a year. You know, they wanted to put the rack, get the rack on order because we, we just don't want to have any delays. We were lucky though. That really never was a case for us. We never had any raw material issues. Ours was only ever a, can we produce as oh. much as was in <laughs> demand? Of our well, that's shocking because you guys are, are a lot of steel. And yeah. there was a time in 2020 to 2021, then steel yeah. pricing go up. Bananas doubled. Let me put that into perspective. So ours is a structural product. The, the biggest difference between Frazier and you know the other rack company, we make a structural product out of merchant bar, structural channels, angles, flat bars, tube. If you walk into a Home Depot or a Costco or Lowe's, that's a that's a roll-formed product, right? It comes in a flat coil. They form that shape to give it its strength, right? And that's what's in the warehouse. Now, why buy roll-form over structural or vice versa? Well, mm-hmm. structural is totally uh, geared towards abuse resistance. We're expecting someone on a fork truck to plow into it. Sure. And art stands up to abuse much better than, than a roll-form product. But yeah. think about the retail outlets like a Home Depot, Lowe's, Costco. There's nobody running around on a forklift. There's a reach truck, right, at night or maybe later in the day that takes the vacuums on the top shelf, puts them on the ground so you yeah. guys can go pick one, right? Yeah. Nobody's beating that rack up. No need to buy structure. Versus, you know, we do all of the Home Depot distribution centers. So we don't do the retail outlets, but we do their DCs. Why? Yeah. Because there they're smashing into rack, right? Oh, yeah. So that's what that's what our product is, structural bar. Wow. And in when I started in 2001, steel was 21 cents a pound. Okay. Mm-hmm. And in October of 2020, it was 36 cents. So let's say 15 cents in 18 years. Okay? Wow. In yeah. October of 20. And then in February of 22, right when the war started in Ukraine, we peaked at about 65 and change. So, you know, it went up, you know, 30 cents in 18 months and went up 15 cents in 18 years. Right. (laughs) So it was crazy growth now. But what we never had was a disruption in supply. Right. We could get it. It just cost a lot. Just expensive. Um, Now, that roll form product, I told you about that coil. When that started to go up, that went up, that shot up 300% overnight. So the gap between structural product and roll form product is, is there's a gap between those two. Sure. There's a lot less steel that goes into roll form, a lot less fabrication cost that goes into that. The steel had changed so much. It brought roll form and structural almost on par for a period. Wow. Of so must've you- been great for you guys. Absolutely. They're <laughs> part of the growth, right? Sure. So sure, that, yeah, that product that, that we you got the price of an F two fifty for the price of a Ranger there for a right, while. right, of course, things have normalized. Yeah, least. they have, and I was going to ask you, you know, why buy from you versus your competition, but you already answered that. Like so you, much. I don't even have oh, to wow. ask you. You killed it. I'm like, <laughs> who else am I PO to? 
<laughs> I came prepared. I wasn't. Where do I, I, my PO to? Where do I press add to cart? You know, I'm giving yeah, some thought to, to starting a, a Fraser podcast. You know, what oh, I, mean? I don't want to compete with a little bit, but you know, this is. Hey man, I was, I was born for this, right? I was I born love it. on that stage. Like I want to be, yeah. I want to chair of, of Siva next. I want to be up there doing all this. Well, I hey, I know a guy. <laughs> I, know, I know a guy who still serves on the uh, the past chairman's committee. So, yeah. Yeah. so we we created a, a a committee where all the past chairs now have. It's kind of like a little club. I call it. Okay. And, and it's a council. It's a council. I call it a club. And okay. we, we still are involved and go to the board meetings, but we don't have any voting rights, but we still get to partake in a lot of suggestions and. Well, you get to bring your expertise and your yeah, experience absolutely gets to still help support, yeah. you know, the board and yeah. the mission of the board and the things that you guys are working on. Yeah, it's great. But, you know, we, we'd love to have you. We'd love to have you on the, on the board, my friend. So I started, I've started getting my feet wet, right. I'm on the construction codes committee. That's um, where you start. And then the education committee. And, you know, we're going to get this, the SEBA certification coming yes. out, I think later this year, I think yep. we're coming mm-hmm. into fall. So, yeah, you know, that's been, that's been great. It's a big deal, it. by the way. It is. Excited it, about that. I had, I, I sort of, I, I didn't give it a to do until I really, really sat down and I said, wow, there's a, there's an appetite for this. There's a, you know, there's an, going to be a fee a good fee for it too but yeah it's gonna be a lot of training a lot of education i mean it's really gonna it's really gonna matter i think it's really gonna be a, a nice addition yeah, yeah. no we, we, we need it it's gonna help everybody and so as a, a vp of operations you probably attend a lot of conferences or trade shows associations or, or individuals at fraser do yeah sure. what's your favorite oh um so the gcca irw is the, the 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 big one there that uh, and SIBA those are the two that I love the most a little bit different uh, I think a, a bit more spousal support on the GCCA side than than maybe the SIBA but I sort of cut my teeth on the SIBA so I, I I'd really yeah. be a toss-up between those two sure uh, I love both those events um, yeah, I don't think yeah. they hold the candle I mean look there's Modex which is yep. a big show coming up in in uh, Atlanta in March and then there's Promat in Chicago Got it. Those shows alternate every year, every two yeah. years. Okay. So what's Modex? What's that one? Modex is it used to be the little brother of Promat, uh, uh-huh. which you know Promat is the the Super Bowl, if you will, of material handling logistic solutions. Got it. Okay. But it's Disneyland. Like it's 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 too much. There's so much there. There's there's so many different solutions from all around the world, and so many different people. You you're and then you're in your booth. You're trying to 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 promote your product, but you want to walk the floor and see all these other people. It's so, it's so much, uh, it's over a lot. It's a lot. Absolutely. Yep. It's extra. Modex was always a little, little sibling to that. And, but really it's gone that, that way as well. It's, it's now this, the Super Bowl part two almost. And uh, so that comes up in March when I try to compare those two, which I'm doing all the same things. I'm meeting all the same kind of people. From across all the spectrums, though, not just cold storage, right? right. All the right. avenues that we're in. But again, those 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 events—they're so quick. Fraser has a big party there, like we do at, at GCCA, where we had the Yellowstone party this year, which yes. I thought was awesome. By the way, I thought that came out. Great. People loved it. Yeah, that was awesome. Right? I mean, the, the cowboy loved people, it. people love cowboy stuff. Like it's oh, Yellowstone. Yeah. They love riding that bull and roping the calf. Like I, I when I came home, like the first thing I told, I said. Whoever came up with the shoot the calf out and throw a rope like that, that was a home run. People wanted to do that all night long. 
Great that's idea. Awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Modex and Promat are, um, again, those huge shows, all kinds of automation, all kinds of the entire supply network is on display there for you to see, but it's just too much. The, the, the smaller, yeah. more intimate. Yeah, like for sure. Gotcha. So, so I want to switch gears a little bit. Cause I want to ask the question that I like to ask all of our guests since you've been in the industry for so long, do you have like a cool moment or a cool story that you'd want to share about your experience? I guess, it, I mean, you work in a lot of different markets, so it doesn't necessarily have to be cold, but if you have one in cold, we'd obviously love to hear it as of our cool yeah, but- podcast. And we'll allow this moment to be sponsored again by Versafoam and Jameson. Okay, great. I'm going to moment, I'm going to say plural. Okay. So I mentioned the two types of the two types of racking we provide, right? We have our manual rackings and those automated buildings, right? Those 150 foot tall steel structures that we assemble in some cases on the ground. We design those, we manufacture those, we install those. I can remember being 21 years old and, and they, they stationed me on one of those buildings in York, Pennsylvania. It was for CNS uh, grocers. It's now a, a, an hold property. And it was, Frazier had been doing rack supported buildings for 30 years prior to that, but they sort of had gotten out of it during the 90s and were just, and this was going to be a one-off job. Okay. And I can remember working for a gentleman named Paul Quattlebaum, who was one of those, one of those senior, the site superintendents we were talking about, Vince, where you know, these guys, these, these folks are retiring and we're wondering what are we going to do, right? How do we, how do we replace these, these people with vast experiences and willingness is to be out on those sites, you know, day in and day out for months on end. And, you know, he was one of those guys and, and he's since passed away too. I lost him in 2016, but you know, the, the stuff he knew, the, the ability to assemble these things, rig them and set them was just extraordinary to me. And he really spent his career. We, we were colleagues and, and he just taught me everything he knew. And, you know, every time we build one of those blocks of racking and we lift it into place. I mean, if you see me on LinkedIn, like I love to post those final pick days and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's never gotten watered down. Never like that. First, and I've seen thousands and thousands of these picks go into place, but the first one on a job and the last one on the job is is still the sexiest thing that <laughs> I can think of doing. And God, it's it's just it doesn't get old. It's it's doesn't. a fast. It doesn't, thing. dude. It's like yeah. when we install panels. I yeah. mean, the first panel and the last one. The last panel. It's, mm. it's beautiful. It's cool. It's cool to see it come together. See, there you go. Right. And now people will look at it and go, what's fancy about wall panels? Right. Who cares? Or what's fancy yeah, about exactly. rack? Who cares? Like, it's amazing what what we're able to do, I Absolutely. think. Yeah. I think with the, you know, the ecosystem, right. The people cool, doing the slabs, the people doing the rack, the people doing the sprinkler, you know, the roofing, the joists, the wall panels, man. I mean, the, the forklift equipment, it's, it's really, it's really That's impressive cool. what people can do out there. Well, Peter, let's, I want to be cognizant of your time, my friend. Let me ask you how all of our wonderful listeners can find you. Mm-hmm. How do how do they buy from you? How do they find you? How do they connect with you? Where do they find more, more Frazier? Or yeah, yeah, more information. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So we got in early on this one, www.frazier.com. I like uh, it. <laughs> hit that site and, and there we are, right? That's the way to mm-hmm. find us. And 
We didn't have to put any numbers or any crazy dashes after it. We were early on in the internet game and, and I got love that. Just locked up. I love it. That's and they awesome. can find you on LinkedIn, right? Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, I'm a big poster, but the company is as well. Uh, awesome. So we'll, Great. And we can't wait to publicize this. Thanks so oh, much. Man, this is great. And before before you go, I'm going to ask you some this or that questions. So you you are not off the hook yet. <laughs> Let's go. I'm ready. I'm going to ask you some fun person. questions, okay? Yeah. So I, it, all right. You ready, my guy? Fire away. Are you a glass half full or, or empty guy? Oh, full. Ketchup or, ketchup or ranch? Oh, ketchup. Phone in the bathroom or no phone in the bathroom? Phone in the bathroom. I love that one. Same. So, hey, do you sort by price or sort by rating? Rating. Crunchy peanut butter or smooth peanut butter? Crunchy. Not even close. <laughs> Winning the lottery or finding your soulmate? Careful. Soulmate. <laughs> love that. Money's easy to make. Love isn't. That, That's so true. So true. Yeah. This question came up and <laughs> I was going to ask it, but it doesn't make a lot of sense. Bad yeah. haircut or, or bad dye job? <laughs> No, dude, this is perfect. This is perfect. Uh, <laughs> this is perfect because you know it's got to go bad dye job, right? For me, yeah. I, oh yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't cut it wrong, but I could make a disaster up there if I put some dye on that. If head. you grow the beard out and you got grays in there and you, yeah. you dye it, like it's yeah, so it's, noticeable, right? No good, no dye. It, it's no good. Are you a cold beer or cold drink guy? <sighs> Great question. I finally got into bourbons about two years ago, and. My man. I used to say, oh, nice day. Let's have a let's have a cold beer, but let's have a bourbon, you know, rocks, nice and cold. That's mm-hmm. it. Nothing else. Love that. Go from there. Love that. Ping pong or air hockey? Oh, air hockey. Huge hockey guy. Same, same brother. We'll talk offline about really? that. Yes. Wait, I got a really? I got a son who's um he's a triple A hockey player and I've uh, been playing since he's four. Oh yeah. So he's been going all over the God's ton of travel and a ton of money. (laughs) More than the money is the time, bud. Yeah. The time is insane. And hockey sticks are like 365 bucks a pop. Oh my gosh. I would just like the record to note that I'm currently undefeated in air hockey events. I know. I just like my wife beats me all the time in air hockey. Is that right? And I don't understand it. I don't understand the science behind it. She continues I'm to crush me. Angles. It's the angles, Vince. I mean, you got to work the angles. I'm right? trying. A geometry? No. No geometry. I'm trying. She's got some like weird freaking reflex thing. I don't understand it. Well, yeah, anyways. 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 Yeah, a lot more than that. I know. She is. She really is. All right. Last two. Are you beach side or a pool side guy? I love both, man. But yeah. um, if I had to retire and sit all day with a, with a cocktail, I want to sit on the beach. Yep, same. All right, Justin Timberlake or Justin Bieber? Oh, uh, Biebs. Not even close. I love it. I love it. Biebs is a stud. I like it. I like it. He's more excited about the new Justin Timberlake album to be coming out hopefully in 2024. But is that right? He's he's finally he's finally dropping. By the time this drops, y'all will already know his album had come out. Oh, in January. Don't worry. (laughs) I'm excited. You're you're a JT guy. Big JT guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He loves yes. them both, though. I like them both, man. Yeah, they're, they're both, both very talented. talented and, you know. I, I agree. No, I agree. But uh, nah, Biebs' last album there with the Peaches, right? Oh, and, I love it. Yeah, yeah. A lot of good jams on that one. And very yeah, good. Very good. Oh, Catchy. Yeah. Very good jams. Uh, all right, my guy. Well, dude, that. Peter, thank you so that, much. No, so dude, welcome. Dude, this was awesome. Yes. This is awesome. And to all of our listeners, thank you so much. You guys yeah. can 
find us on Facebook and Twitter X, LinkedIn, Instagram. Mm -hmm. uh, we will post a short little 30 second intro clip to this, but mm -hmm. you guys can find us on Spotify, Apple podcast. You can watch this video of the podcast on YouTube yes. and uh, subscribe any way you can share it. Let's get the word out. This helps just grow the knowledge and expertise in the industry Yep, and continues our family fun. Sure does. You know, I love it. Peter Gafredo, you the man. Thank Frazier. you. Thank you. Thanks so much. I appreciate much. you guys. Awesome. Be well. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Cool Times Podcast. To learn more about Freeze Construction, visit www.freezeconstruction.com.